0: Hello, and welcome to sharing real hope. My name is Mike Hall. The one and only true triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, graciously speaks to his highest creation, and that would be us humans. Think about that for a moment. Aren't you glad that God has chosen not to remain silent, not to remain aloof, not to remain isolated from us, but rather He has chosen to speak to us. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 and on through into verse 3 talks about the fact that God in different times and, and, and errors has spoken and he has spoken in many different ways. As a matter of fact, let me just read that to you. God, after he spoke long ago to the fathers in the prophets in many portions and in many ways... "...in these last days has spoken to us in His Son, whom He appointed heir of all things, through whom also He made the world. And He," that would be Jesus, "...is the radiance of His, the Father's glory, and He is the exact representation of the Father's nature, and Jesus upholds all things by the word of His power." When he had made purification of sins, that was when he died on the cross, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. And so there we have the first three verses of Hebrews chapter 1, and it verifies that God has been speaking, and God spoke through the prophets in, in many portions, in many ways. And now in these last days, he's spoken to us through his Son. And of course, that refers to when Jesus came, uh, and uh was born as a human on the earth and lived and died there and uh, rose and ascended back. All of that speaking through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we see that God, again, has graciously chosen to speak to us i 've used this illustration before on this podcast. I think of a man and his son walking along and uh, they come up on an ant hill and they observe those hundreds of ants just scurrying all about uh, doing what ants do, and totally unaware of of the presence of those two humans and totally un able to connect with them uh, and to understand them and the only way that uh, they could ever connect to that human is if it that human were somehow able to become an ant and that's what god did we were uh, less aware of god than even the ants were apart from our own uh, apart from god working and God has chosen to do that. And He created Adam and Eve. He created them sinless in His own image uh, to, to have relationship with Him. Not because He needed it, but because He wanted to pour His love and grace out. Uh, and wanted us to enjoy Him forever. But uh, Adam and Eve chose to disobey, and they suffered the consequences. And and those consequences have been passed down to us. But thank God for Genesis 3.15, where in the middle of laying out the consequences and the curse because of their sin, God gave them the hope that the seed of the woman would crush the head of the serpent. And and truly, uh, Jesus was virgin-born seed of the woman, and he truly did crush the head of the serpent when he died on the cross of Calvary. To pay for our sins, to free us from the penalty of sin and the power of sin. And 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 God uh, chose to speak and speak faithfully and consistently as he encountered human beings down through history and as he actually spoke to them face to face and met with them these are divine encounters it's what we've been studying now over the last several podcasts and he spoke to Abraham and gave him that covenant that everlasting covenant that through Abraham all the nations of the earth would be blessed and that, uh, that God would grant the children of Israel the Jewish people uh, an everlasting possession of the land of, of Canaan, um, and. And then Abraham's grandson Jacob, face-to-face meeting, actually wrestled with the Lord. His name changed to Israel. And uh, Jacob, Israel, had twelve sons, and out of those twelve sons came the twelve tribes of the nation of Israel. God continuing to fulfill His promise. Moses was raised up to bring them out of slavery, and and gave uh, us the the law of God as he met face to face with God on multiple occasions. And, and that law and the, and the tabernacle again pointing forward to Jesus. And then Moses died and Joshua was raised up as his successor and more of the Abrahamic covenant was fulfilled as God used Joshua to take the people into the land that he promised to give them and they began to possess it. But Joshua died and eventually um uh, as he died the people turned away from god again in a time of basic anarchy everybody doing what they uh did in uh, what well, was right in their own eyes and god raised up judges and the fifth of those judges was was uh Gideon And Gideon was raised up to, uh, again, uh, to throw off the the, uh, chains of the people that were oppressing Israel at that time, the people of Midian. And God miraculously used Gideon. But he had a divine encounter with the Lord uh, when he was hiding and threshing wheat, hiding from the Midianites. And and, uh, Jesus uh, encountered him face to face. And then uh, we fast forwarded to, to one of the five major prophets in the Old Testament, Isaiah. And what a rich book that Isaiah wrote and what a great ministry. And Isaiah uh, is, is known for prophesying the virgin birth. And, and he's known for prophesying the suffering of Jesus in Isaiah 53 as God again continued to meet and talk to men and work through them. Today, we come to the last person that we 're going to study in this series uh, out of the Old testament, and he was one of the twelve minor prophets and Again, major and minor prophets doesn 't mean important and more important, but rather uh, it 's how much um, content in their books and so Jonah was a short uh, wrote a short four chapter book and and Jonah was a man that God raised up to minister to the um northern kingdom the the 10 tribes of Israel Israel had by this time separated into in half and the southern kingdom was Judah and the northern kingdom was Israel so God had raised up Jonah to to minister to that kingdom and Jonah ministered to the, to the northern kingdom during the reign, for those of you that know a little bit about history and even biblical history, during the reign of Jeroboam II. And that was in the first half of the 8th century, from 794 to 753 BC. So that kind of puts it in, in context. And furthermore, uh, Jonah followed the time of Elisha. And Elisha is the one who followed Elijah, if you remember that. And there is an unverified, and I want to emphasize unverified, a Jewish tradition that said that Jonah was actually the son of the widow of Zarephath whom Elijah raised from the dead. So wouldn't that be something if that that is true. It is an unverified Jewish tradition. So we kind of get the uh, the context of when Jonah was alive, when Jonah ministered and where he ministered. <clears throat> now, Jonah along with all these others that we've studied, Jonah actually heard directly from God. Uh, he had uh, several divine encounters. The way I know that is from reading the Word of God. And we read in Jonah chapter 1, verse 1, it says this, the very first words of 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 the book of Jonah. Here they are. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. So, the word of the Lord came to Jonah. That's Jonah chapter 1, verse 1. Jonah chapter 3, verse 1, here it is. Now, the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and proclaim to it the proclamation, which I'm going to tell you. And then, in Jonah chapter 4, verse 4, we hear these words. The Lord said... Do you have good reason to be angry? Jonah chapter 4 verse 9, the Lord said to Jonah, do you have good reason to be angry about the plant? And then in Jonah chapter 4 verse 10, the Lord then said, and so you have here in this four chapter book, uh, five separate times where the word of the Lord came, the Lord said to Jonah, God speaking directly to Jonah now we're not given the details of exactly how God spoke but he clearly did speak um, and <clears throat> we're not told that it was in a vision uh, and and uh, we're not told that it was a, a silent voice in his mind, it, it appeared to be an actual Uh, verbal conversation uh, and and during that time God was speaking to this prophet as Hebrews chapter 1 said in various times in many portions in many ways God spoke to the to to and through the prophets and he was speaking uh, to us now you know possibly the story of Jonah Jonah was uh, initially rebellious when God said, go down to Nineveh. Now, Nineveh was a city that uh, uh, they were Gentiles. They were not Jewish. Jonah was Jewish. And they, furthermore, had been people uh, that had been enemies of Israel over a period of history, over a period of years, this particular uh, group of people. And so Jonah said, I'm not going down there. And verse 3 says of chapter 1, but Jonah rose up to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. So he went down to Joppa, found a ship which is going to Tarshish, paid the fare, went down into it, and, and he went to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. And so uh, Jonah was rebellious and, and God uh, sent a great wind and put that ship in peril. And uh, they cast lots. It fell on Jonah. Jonah confessed that he was the one that was causing this problem. They threw him overboard, even though they didn't want to do it. Reluctantly, they did to save their own lives because Jonah insisted on that. God prepared a great fish, swallowed Jonah. He was there for three days and three nights in that, and uh, and you know the rest of the story. Uh, God caused the fish to vomit him out after he repented, and God spoke to him again and said, "Now you go, go to go to Nineveh." And he did. Now he's not re- rebellious; he's just reluctant. He goes down and he goes and preaches to that city reluctantly, and uh, they repent. And then he gets angry. He's angry, and we see the reason why he was trying to run to begin with, and the reason why he was angry is because he said in verse 3 uh, uh, of... of. Um, of chapter, I'm sorry, verse 2 of chapter 4. He says, uh, I knew that they were going to uh, repent. I knew that you, God, are a gracious and compassionate, compassionate God, slow to anger and abundant and loving kindness, and one who relents concerning calamity. In other words, you were going to destroy these people You're angry, but they repented, and you forgave them, and I'm mad about that. He didn't want his enemies, these Gentiles, to repent. But God was saving a city full of Gentiles. God is, was saving a city full of Gentiles. This is continued evidence of his covenant keeping, that he was keeping his covenant that he made with Abraham. And I want you to know that un, that till this very day, God is still keeping that Abrahamic covenant. He, in, in Abraham, he's blessing all the nations of the earth through Jesus Christ, the seed of Abraham. And, and I am a recipient of that. Well, it's been good looking uh, at all of these different men that God spoke to directly, these divine encounters. We have one more podcast in this series. I hope that you'll plan to tune in as we talk about how God wants to encounter you. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope.